This copyrighted broadcast is an exclusive presentation of Learfield IMG College under the broadcasting rights granted by the University of Louisiana Monroe. Reuse of this presentation is prohibited without the expressed written consent of ULM and Learfield IMG College. Announcers are provided by Learfield IMG College and approved by ULM. Sports Properties, a property of Learfield IMG College, brings you Hawk Talk. Hawk Talk is brought to you by Anheuser-Busch, Bancor South, Brookshire's, CenturyLink, Coca-Cola, Edward Via College of Osteopathic Medicine, First National Bank, Iberia Bank, Louisiana Lottery, and Warhawk Sports Properties. Hawk Talk is on the air. Here's ULM head football coach Matt Viator and the voice of the Warhawks, Nick White. Welcome into our uh, another edition of Hawk Talk, and uh, glad to catch up with the head football coach of the ULM Warhawks, Coach Matt Viator. Of course, Hawk Talk uh, presented by Walk Ons, although uh, not on site this year, uh, they are still our title sponsor of Hawk Talk as uh, the Warhawks coming off of a, a very tough 31-6 defeat at the hands of UTEP this past Saturday. Uh, Warhawks coming into this matchup back into conference play against Georgia Southern at 0-3. We welcome in Coach uh, Matt Viator, and I think, you know, you talk with us post-game, uh, certainly a, a sense of frustration really across the board, I know, with, with the performance there on Saturday, and I know uh, it was certainly disappointing. Yeah, I mean, that's just... Extremely disappointing, and uh, you know I'm disappointing. It's disappointing. I'm disappointed for the players because you know I know they work hard and you know and have, and have high goals and high aspirations and see things you know the expectations, see things playing out you know a certain way, and when they don't, uh, you know that certainly can be very very frustrating. But uh, you know it's disappointing to me you know on a, from an execution standpoint you know starting w- with offense. I mean we're just not executing. You know, we're not converting on third down. We're not getting in good third down situations. Um, that's, you know, two out of three games. We barely ran 40 plays. I mean, you know, we run 40 plays in, in one of the team periods. I mean, that's, you know, 40, yeah. 40 plays is nothing, really. When you look at a game, I mean, you should be averaging 70, 75 plays a game. And, uh, you know, but that's a direct uh, result of not sustaining drives. And then you turn it around. I was told, you know, you know, defense is on the field too much, no doubt. And some of that's the offense's fault. Some of that's the defense's fault because we can't get off the field mm-hmm. on third down. And, uh, you know, because all you have to play is three plays and make them punt. And, you know, I, at one time, I mean, they were about 80%. You know, they, they missed the last couple at the end of the game. But at one time, I mean, they were batting about 80% on third down. And, and I give them credit. I mean, they converted about every way you could. Well, not not to cut you off, that you're right, and I think I had seven seven third down conversions they had were seven yards or more. Yeah, I mean they they were converting third and longs. It was one of I believe was a third and twenty that was their third and nineteen. I mean, so they they were converting in pretty much every way they could. Well, I mean they hit the big ball early in the game, and you know which I think kind of certainly kind of swung the momentum early in the game after we threw the pick. But um, you know, really, other than that, I mean. I, you know, we had good coverage. I mean, I think we have people there, and, uh, you know, they throw it and they catch it. And then, you know, on the flip side of that, we're not doing that. And uh, But that's just the way it is. Like I said, you know, at this particular point, you know, I watch ourselves defensively. I think our guys are playing hard. I mean, you know, you got guys that are out there, and, 
you know, and I told the players this morning, I mean, the plus is I've seen, I've seen, you know, all you guys make plays, you know, I mean, so, you know, we got to try to keep their confidence up and continue to work. Whenever we go, you, you mentioned the, the interception, you know, early in there, and that was an opportunity getting down the field. Fret, I believe, had a really good catch, and they're extending out, flipping over, and the uh, you know, pick really, really kind of swung the momentum, and then, like I said, that big ball downfield, and then they... You know, Hankins came in there, and uh, I was awfully impressed with the way he ran the football. Three touchdowns in the first half, over 100 yards. I mean, he, he was really just a, a force, but they really used that momentum off that pick, that big play, and then uh, really started powering with Hankins. Yeah, I think so. You know, we had the big, uh, you know, uh, Bunny. You know, Marbles had the big yeah. sack there early in the game. They missed the field goal, you know. We, you know, try to get a little momentum going, you know, and stuff. Uh, we hit the big ball to Jevin, Fret, you know, which got us down there. And, uh, you know, but it's just, you know, then we end up, you know, blowing an assignment and, you know, goes from second and four, I think, second and five to third and ten, yeah. you know, down in the red zone and uh, had some pressure, you know, in his face. And, you know, that's one of those throws that, you know, we practice and practice all the time and practice in a red zone, you know, and, uh, you know, the only guy that can catch it is the receiver. You know, either you miss or, you know, or you miss out of bounds. But, you know, because you know it's going to be pressed and you know the situation down there. But, you know, had a guy right in his face and didn't really get to follow through on it. And it's just, uh, I don't know, it did, did things, you know, from there didn't seem to go so well. Yeah, and then going back to, you know, you can break down the games anyway. But Mike and I, you know, unfortunately we're having to talk about and just kind of looking at the stats. And, and it was just the – the third downs, the 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 no. you know discrepancy there, them converting, us not converting, and then the time. I mean, they doubled up time of possession, just way too much time out there. Forty, nearly forty minutes, just twenty minutes for us, and certainly, in a number of different key stats, I think those were the two biggest glaring ones that were out there in that football game. No question, and uh, you know, I've always said, Nick. I mean, you know, everybody points to turnovers and penalties, and, and they're important, no question. Especially if one team turns it over four times, the other team doesn't turn it over any. But in a in a game where turnovers is not the huge issue, you know, was not the overlying issue, I've always went to third down conversions, and then I've always went to red zone. You know, who's getting seven? Who's getting three? Yeah. Who's getting nothing? You know, you know because the sevens are, you know, obviously a lot bigger than the threes and and stuff. So you know, third down conversions is a huge deal. And when you convert the way they were on third down. And then when you don't convert the way we did on third down, that's obviously a huge deal. When you go to penalties, really in the first half, there, there were not a lot of penalties on either side. Uh, in the second half, and there's one in particular, and, and Mike and I were, were talking about it, uh, it was whenever Cutler lost his helmet. And, you know, I, I understand the spirit of the rule, but if Cutler stops blocking, Colby gets killed. I yeah. mean, and, and I know you, you don't want to see any penalty, but yeah, I'm sure you weren't too upset with him on that one. No. You know, I've... Actually, the last three years have been fortunate, but I serve on the NCAA Rules Committee. So I used to like it better when I wasn't on the committee and <laughs> criticize the rules. But I was actually on the committee when the rule got passed. But it's a, it's a, you know, it's all part of concussion. Right. And trying, you know, your helmet comes off, you got to stop. You know, you can't continue to play and, and, and risk a head injury. And, um, and to be honest with you, I was telling Vic uh, after the game, I said, hey, you know, I'll take some of the blame for that because that's not something we really stressed again this yeah. year. You know, and I mean, the natural thing is to keep playing. Absolutely. Competitors play. And, you know, your helmet comes off, you know, you continue to play. And that's something. But to be honest with you, you know, with a competitor like Vic, he probably going to play again. You know, if you get your helmet, I mean. It's natural. It's it's, it's it's a natural natural. deal. But I do believe the spirit of the rule is right. And 
you know, what, what you're trying, what we're trying to accomplish with all the issues with head trauma. I believe the rule's right. Yeah. It's just, it's unfortunate, but it's, uh, you know, it was the right call. And, and it was the right call, and you have to do that. And, and I guess that, that kind of led a spree. I think in that drive, maybe two or another penalty right after that, and then yeah. another one as well that kind of just killed, you know, once again, that momentum that you were looking to, to get there in that, in that point in the ball game. Yeah, well, I think the, the second one you're alluding to is, is certainly on call for. It's a frustration. Right. You know, you're pushing and pushing and, you know, whatever. But like I said, I don't think the, you know, Vic's penalty at all was frustration. I think it's just being a competitor, yeah. and, you know, that's, that's a natural – instinct to keep playing and I told him that after the game I mean I you know I'm not mad by any stretch I said look this is the rule and I'll take the blame for that it's not something that you know we went over the new rule changes you know some of them but that's not something that I go back on and stress and whatever because uh you know it's it's only been in now what two years I think a couple of years now and I was kind of interested, you know, how about we throw a penalty on the reason that he lost his helmet, but we won't get into that as well. So uh, we'll take a, a break. We'll come back and uh, we'll, we'll wrap up this game against UTEP and uh, look ahead uh, to Saturday. Georgia Southern coming in, you know, really tough, tough loss down at Lafayette. Uh, they fall 20-18 to 18, uh, to the Raging Cajuns. We'll talk about that as uh, we continue here on Hawk Talk, uh, presented by Walk-Ons on the Warhawk Radio Network from Learfield IMG College. Let's go back to Hawk Talk with ULM head football coach Matt Viator and the voice of the Warhawks, Nick White. Welcome back to Hawk Talk, brought to you by Walk-Ons. As uh, we catch up with uh, ULM head coach Matt Viator, Warhawks coming off of a uh, tough loss against UTEP uh, by a score of 31-6. to As we kind of you know wrap up this, this game, you're looking for you know any moment, 24-0 uh, at the half, Defense once again comes out, pitching a shutout for the majority, and he got the big play. Finally, you know, got the turnover and capitalized on that uh, with a 35-yard uh, completion for a touchdown, Jaquan Bloomfield. Uh, unfortunately, the PAT was missed. You were going to go for two to try to keep it a two-possession ball game. Penalty took that out of the equation and then, you know, missed the kick. But, uh, you know, even though it's kind of late in the third quarter, you know, still right there, chance to make it a two-possession ball game, and I know you, you felt like you had a chance to really get back in that ball game at that point. Sure, and I, I thought, you know, we were obviously, like I said, I mean, our players are really still competing really hard and, you know, playing hard, and we're trying to, you know, figure out some answers, but we finally hit one and get it down there, and, uh, you know, it's tough call on the, on the two-point play. You know, it's I'm not going to argue with it. It can go either way, you know, and, you know, what's running into somebody and what's picking You know, I mean, so I don't know, you know, receivers entitled to his spot, too. But anyway, and then, you know, we back up, then we miss, you know, so God, I don't know. It's just it's it's one of those. But look, I mean, end of the day, I mean, you know, my responsibility is is to get the guys in the positions that they need to be successful and not doing a very good job of it. Final final thing on the UTEP game is at the beginning of the second half, you went on and, and Put put uh, Hunt in. Only got a couple of series. Just really couldn't seem to get that spark. But then went right back to Colby for that that touchdown. What well, told Colby at the half? You know, I mean, you're trying to get a spark. We obviously are. Um, you know, I mean, all you can do is call different plays and change the quarterback really, and just see if he gives us a spark. But certainly wasn't any referendum on Colby. Uh, he took some pretty good hits yeah, right yeah. before the half too. He's got a brace, you know, on his knee. You know, it what look kid's tough kid, but. I mean, that was no way, shape, or form. And I know what the perception is sometime. And, you know, told Kobe, I said, you know, 
let somebody else call a few plays and, you know, let somebody else play. Other than that, I don't know what else to do. Yeah. I mean, you're trying to jumpstart the deal. And, uh, but uh, and I felt bad for Jeremy because he really didn't get a good opportunity. You know, even the, he just didn't, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, what was in there and stuff and uh, how to drop ball, you know, on his, on his uh, two series. But, um, no, we put, we put Kobe back in. It was his game, you know, but I was just trying to anything possible. You know, to, to try to jumpstart it, and uh, unfortunately, we didn't. I think it, as we transition to this next football game, and certainly 0-3, and I know it was frustrating, and you were asked at the press conference earlier today about, you know, addressing the, the mental state of your team and keeping the spirits up. How have you guys worked yesterday and today on, on trying to keep their, their spirits up and realize there's still a lot of football left to be played? Well, I mean, I told the players that, you know, I think, you know, that, you know, we have to you know, focus on the problems, you know, and, uh, you know, and try to, uh, you know, to, uh, to address those and, you know, look at things. But, um, you know, I think it's fixable. And, you know, I told the players, you know, number one, I think we have good players. So I can't blame it on that. Uh, number two, I think we have really good assistant coaches. I mean, we have guys that have been places and won. And, you know, I think said the only other thing it could be is, you know, Maybe it's on me, you know. Maybe at the previous stops, they won in spite of me, you know. I don't know. And I said number three is a possibility, but one and two to me aren't. We have good players and we have good coaches, so we got to figure it out, you know, some kind of way, and uh, we'll go back to work tomorrow. Georgia Southern comes in here, and, uh, you know, they're, they're sitting at one and one. They've had, you know, they, they've dealt with, with COVID both on their own side and, and opponents. Florida Atlantic had to postpone on them a couple of weeks ago. I was awfully impressed with what they did Saturday. I watched uh, a lot of that while up in the in the booth, get ready for our game, and uh, saw the ending there while we were in, in the midst of our pregame. Uh, no, you've watched the film. That was an impressive showing. What what they did down in Lafayette, and uh, you know, cre- credit Lafayette's kicker hitting a 53 yarder. I think he's had his struggles through the, the first part of the year, but uh, he put that one in there, and they were the highest of highs, and then uh, certainly the lowest of lows after that loss. You know what was interesting about the game, Nick, when you know I started. Sunday morning going back through it and watching the game and going back through it is, you know, those teams that are heavy, heavy run teams, both teams, both basically had to resort to throwing it. Yep. Both of them did. And uh, I was impressive by both their defenses really to, you know, George Southern basically made, you know, made uh, the Cajuns one-dimensional, you know, there for a while and, um, you know, and didn't have their typical run game and their typical play action. And so, you know, they had to revert to throwing with Levi and then, you know, George Southern being behind, it was impressive what they did. I mean, an option team to run that efficient of a two-minute drill, go down there and get seven points was, was very impressive. Then go for two and get it. So, you know, it was, it, it was different in a sense because I went back, you know, and you, know, you go back and watch previous games and, you know, stuff and watch them. And I uh, went back and watched all of George Southern's games last year and, and this year. And, uh, you know, it, it was a different kind of game of what you would think with George Southern and the Cajuns. No question about that. And in that ball game, uh, you know, it, they, they got 18 points on the board. They they were going in for another one as well. And kids stretching out for the goal line just lost the football, went through the back of the end zone. I mean, it, but they were they were doing their last two drives, I believe. That was the second to last drive. Um, they were doing it through the air. They had 250 through the air, which this is a triple option, you know, option team. And uh, here they are chunking it downfield. Yeah, I mean, Wirtz is talented, you know, and yeah. – uh, you know he he's he's a he's a handful running the option and running the ball. Uh, he's also a handful. You know when you can when you do have when you can't throw it, but you know so what do you do? You blitz him. 
you know, and all right, well, then you drop back and, you know, and you blitz him, he can get away, you drop back. And, you know, so you always have to throw in the, the fact, too, that he's such a good scrambler, you know, which uh, it, it's, uh, but I was impressed with him. I, I've always liked him. I think he's a competitor. I think he's tough. And, uh, but, you know, he certainly uh, put on a good show throwing it. We'll take a, another break. We'll come back for our final segment, and we'll really dive into this uh, very talented Georgia Southern team uh, making the trip here to Monroe at uh, 6 o'clock on Saturday. You're listening to Hawk Talk presented by Walk-Ons here on the Warhawk Radio Network from Learfield IMG College. Let's go back to Hawk Talk with ULM head football coach Matt Viator and the voice of the Warhawks, Nick White. Welcome back here. Our final segment of the show today uh, presented by Walk-Ons as we continue to visit with Matt Viator, head football coach of the ULM Warhawks. Georgia Southern comes to Malone Stadium on Saturday with a one-and-one record. Uh, we were talking before the break about Shy Wirtz, and we'll, we'll start with their offense. Uh, he really is kind of the, the engine to that offense. He's been there forever. In fact, you look really on their depth chart and uh you know he's redshirt senior uh jd king came in last year but he's a senior second year with the program wesley kennedy goodness seems like that guy's been there uh forever and then they've got some you know matt laroche in the backfield and this is a veteran team and uh certainly offensively the way they run their offense they've been in this system for a long time uh i know we we can certainly see uh the benefits of having those guys around for as many years as they have yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, I, I was thinking that maybe one of them, I knew, I knew that um, Shy was back. Uh, I was thinking maybe Kennedy or King, one of the two was graduating. And then when I saw they were both coming back, but they're talented players. You know, they've been, like, as you said, Nick, they've been around. They obviously understand the system and uh, they're good football players. You know, you take a guy like Kennedy, I mean, you know, he can beat you running the ball. He's a really good receiver out of the backfield. And then, you know, now that he's back, which, you know, in the first game, uh, he didn't do a lot. But now that he's back, you know, he's he's one of the biggest threats we have in the league on returning kicks. No question about that. He, he's a danger, and we'll get into the special teams element of that here uh, in just a little bit. Um, you do have the benefit. You know, usually they're the only option team that you're getting prepared for. But obviously with Army a couple of weeks ago, uh, at least you had a little, little extra practice in trying to get ready for the option. And you go back to two years ago, uh, really executed to perfection defensively and, and getting them you know down early double-digit leads where you want to see Georgia Southern. You want them throwing the ball, maybe not as good as they did against the Cajuns there the other day. And you did a really nice job of, of keeping them behind the sticks, behind the chains, and behind on the scoreboard two years ago here at Malone. Yeah, we did. And that's I think that's always, you know, certainly helps with option teams, you know, which we did not last year. We obviously didn't against Army, but, um, you know, it's one of the times, no doubt, if I win the toss, I'm taking the ball. You know, you want to try to get it. You want to try to establish something. Uh, but um, <laughs> it's very, very important, you know. And then what you kind of want to do, and we talked about it at Army, Nick, you and I and Mike talked about it extensively, but you want to get them off schedule. Yeah. They love to be on schedule, you know, and what they do and stuff. And they want to throw it when they want to throw it normally. And, um, you know, so it's it's it always helps if you can kind of get them a little bit off their schedule. 
We'll talk a lot about their offense, certainly, but uh, as impressive as defense, which you were alluding to uh, about what they did to Lafayette. Uh, they did a nice job shutting down their running game, which obviously we've had our struggles there. And it starts up front with Raymond Johnson. New number. He's going with the new rule, the college rule where you can wear that zero. And, uh, boy, he looks good uh, in any number that he wears, any uniform. He, he is certainly a, a man that can wreak havoc on a run game. He looks really good. And, uh, you know, you just <laughs> – you never know. I was we were talking about it earlier at the press conference today, but you know I put on the the uh, the game against Campbell, and then you put it on, and I just freeze the defense, and you know looking at the numbers and who they got, and I'm sitting there thinking, well, you know, where's 92? You know, and because I knew he had another year, but I didn't know if he had transferred or we did something or whatever. And then I watched two plays, and wait a minute, you know you're not hiding, you number zero. <laughs> I mean I could just tell by the ball get off the twitch, you know that he's played with, and uh, he's a really good football player, and. Uh, you know, he's been a load, no doubt. Another element of their defense, another, you know, one of those seniors that's been around for a while, Rashad Bird. He's a guy that uh, go back anytime preparing, you know, back on old charts, and there he is, there he is, there he is. You know, they, those guys have been around for, for quite a while, and another really solid ball player there at one of their linebacker spots. Good football player. Uh, Randy Wade is also, you know, plays their dog, which we call a drop linebacker, plays to the boundary and stuff, really a defensive end that stands up. More, you know, more or less, but a good football player. I love uh, 36. You know, I compared him kind of to a Travion Webster type. Just runs all over the place and makes plays and blitzes and, you know, just really a pest. And um, so, you know, they starts no doubt. You know, Johnson, those guys up front, but their linebacking core is is, is really good. Uh, secondary, uh, what what are you seeing out of those guys, and maybe some ways to attack that in the passing game? You know, they have some new guys when you look at it. Uh, you know, I, I still see Duncan is listed as the uh, as a starter. He hasn't actually played the first two weeks. I think he's a really good player. Had a good game against us last year. Uh, a couple of the guys, you know, played last year. They had two really good corners last year, and I know one of them's in the NFL for sure. But uh, so there's a couple. Uh, Vildor, I believe, is yeah, the one. Yeah. There's a couple of new faces. Uh, you know, one of them, 14, is actually a senior. You know, so he's obviously been around the program. Uh, one of the other ones is a freshman, is a redshirt freshman. So, but they look talented. I uh, like six. You know, he is a a new starter, but I went back and watched their games last year. He did play a lot. You know, so, you know, I guess he's a you know he's a new starter in the sense of what our depth chart said last year. But he does have experience in doing what they do. Speaking of playing on Sundays, their their kicker over the past few years is is kicking for the Buffalo Bills right now. That's Tyler Bass. Thankfully, yeah. he's gone. He was really good. But, you know, going back, he probably had his worst game was, was two years ago here at Malone, actually. I think he had something. I, I say I put the broadcaster jinx on him. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go say that. But uh, he missed some kicks. But So they got new kickers. And they got, you know, guys, I guess what you call a shorter field goal, 45 and in, and guy 46-plus. Uh, you know, kind of interesting to have uh, two, two kind of kickers like that out there. Well, that's the first thing that, that I asked uh, yesterday afternoon in our – special teams meeting with Zach Muller, you know, with our uh, special teams coordinator, you know, tell please tell me, because he's kicked every year I've been here. Yeah. You know, please tell me that, you know, Bass isn't here. How <laughs> coach you got, Jared, which I, you know, I knew that. But, yeah. But just, just tell me, you know, that, 
he's not here, but because uh, he's certainly been a fixture. And then uh, you mentioned in the return game, you got Kennedy back there, uh, both on, on kicks and punts. I mean, just a just a weapon out there in the return game for them. Yeah, he is. I like him. I think he's a really good player. I mean, he's one of those guys that, like I said, can beat you running the ball. They run the wheel routes with him. You know, out of the backfield, and uh, he can catch. But uh, certainly scary in the in the return game. Let's wrap up with just uh, kind of an update. Uh, you mentioned earlier today, you know, and, and you'll evaluate more injury-wise as the week goes on and get out on the field. But uh, you mentioned Strader. Uh, looks like he might be out this week. And then uh, you, you put Mason Hussman as doubtful. But other than that, it seemed like uh, typical b- bumps and bruises, but, uh, you know, still feel pretty good injury-wise injury at this point in the season. Yeah, not too, uh, not too bad. You know, when you look at it, um, you know, hopefully we'll get Ivan White back who didn't uh, – did not have an opportunity to play last week, right. and uh, hopefully we'll get him back in there. Um, you know, Mason. I mean, I'm just going by, you know, looking at him and looking at the injuries. Corey will not play, for sure. Um, but you know, who knows? Like I said, I mean, you kind of got to see. I'm going off of basically yesterday afternoon's evaluations. Mm-hmm. You know, what JD gives me, and then they'll come in today for treatment. They'll come in this afternoon for treatment again. Then you'll kind of, you know, you put on pads tomorrow morning. You'll you'll kind of start to see, you know, kind of, you know, how uh, reactive. I know we got, you know, some bumps and bruises, uh, you know, with multiple guys on defense. You know, like a guy like Austin Holly, I know is really, you know, kind of banged up. Uh, I mean, like I said, you just kind of have to see it. And but I never really know for sure. Do you get out to practice? And you know, we put green jerseys on guys that are banged up, and you know, so they don't get hit, so they can still practice and run and have the blood flow and all that. But I'm just talking about their mannerisms and how they do. You can kind of tell and stuff, and uh, we'll get a better idea after tomorrow. Well, Coach, we appreciate it, and uh, best of luck here against the uh, Georgia Southern Eagles, six o'clock on Saturday here at Malone Stadium. Thanks, Nick. Uh, want to thank everybody at the radio people producing for us uh, back and uh, everything they do. John Lewandowski, our media relations director, as well. Uh, for Coach Matt Viator, I am Nick White, and uh, we'll hit the air at five o'clock on Saturday. Mike McGee and yours truly on uh, KLIP one hundred five point three will be the uh, pregame for the Bud Light countdown to kickoff. For Coach Viator, I am Nick White. You've been listening to Hawk Talk presented by Walk Ons here on the Warhawk Radio Network from Learfield IMG College. Talk has been brought to you by Anheuser-Busch, Bancor South, Brookshire's, CenturyLink, Coca-Cola, Edward Via College of Osteopathic Medicine, First National Bank, Iberia Bank, Louisiana Lottery, and Warhawk Sports Properties. This copyrighted broadcast is an exclusive presentation of Learfield IMG College under the broadcasting rights granted by the University of Louisiana Monroe. Reuse of this presentation is prohibited without the expressed written consent of ULM and Learfield IMG College. Announcers are provided by Learfield IMG College and approved by ULM. The proceeding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the ULM Sports Network.